Welcome to episode 68 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Well, I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about, um, we always talk about movies and we always talk about old movies and new movies and all that stuff, but it'd be kind of fun to talk about our guilty pleasure movies, like movies that, you know, something you, <laughs> something you shouldn't like, but you, but you do anyway, <laughs> Or like um, this is us. This is us being <laughs> DC fanboys, big time. Um, or something. But, no, well, actually, we, we're not because we're not defending these movies. We no. know that they're cheesy. We're no. We know bad. we shouldn't be watching them. <laughs> like, like you know, <laughs> like coming up with this list. Like, no, go ahead. Well, it's kind of like you know, someone comes over to your house and they're perusing your DVD collection, but you went in there and like hit all the DVDs that you want don't want them to see before they come over. You know, like, <laughs> but it's, it's usually like it's it's like something. Something you probably wouldn't watch if there are other people in the room, essentially. You know, these are your... Kind of. You're like, you're more proud of your, like, your porn DVDs than you would these movies. <laughs> like, it's okay to leave those out, but not... Big, tru- not <laughs> Big Trouble and Little Vagina? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a pretty big list of movies that... Uh, I mean, a lot of these, I think, we've actually talked about on the podcast or, or you know, mentioned, um, you know, honorable mentions or something like that, but... I just thought it'd be kind of fun to kind of go over some of these, and I don't know, all of you listeners out there, I'm sure every one of these you're going to hear, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right, I do kind of like that, like, oh, you know, and you feel kind of guilty about it, but, you know, whatever. I've actually liked a lot of bad movies, according to this list, (laughs) (laughs) and we could probably come up with a few more episodes, too. We could do a few more episodes based on these guilty pleasures. Oh, we could go on and on and on. Um, yeah. what, so what's, what's your first? Well, I you know no, again, you, these you are have to go no first. these are in no particular order like whatsoever. But um, one of my guilty pleasure movies is is the Three Amigos. Uh, oh fuck! I don't have that on there, but that would so be on here. <laughs> that movie, I mean, it's it, it's super cheesy, but it's it, it's really funny. And those three lead guys, like I wish they've done something since then, but they haven't. Uh, but you had Chevy Chase, you had Steve Martin, and you had Martin Short, and those guys are like, I, I would love to have been on that set and just watch those guys work <laughs> and improv. And um, it, that's one, how we got one of our diversity ratings too. Yeah, absolutely, the plethora. Yeah, um, one of the uh, just really quick. I mean, one of the funniest scenes in that movie was the three of them. They come to the to the singing bush. You know, and they're supposed to ch- they're supposed to each chant something and then shoot the gun in the air. And so, like Steve Martin does it, then Martin Short does it, and then Chevy Chase says the the chant and then shoots it into the bush and the guy, or no, shoots it like to the side and the invisible horseman yeah. like dies. <laughs> so awesome! It's so ridiculous. Like, just think about the movie. It's it's basically like a kind of like a western a little bit. You know, a little bit like the it's a little bit like the Magnificent Seven, but there's only three of them, and um, and they're not so magnificent, <laughs> right? And and they go see a singing bush, like it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I would love to be in that like writing room when they were like trying to figure out like how they find out how to get to El Guapo. It's like, well, why don't we just have them go see a singing bush? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was totally. It's it's really a funny movie. Um, what do you got? I actually have Batman and Robin on this. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, you didn't! Oh my god! Yeah, and and here's why I have it on there. It's because whenever it's on, I just have to watch it. I don't know why. It when it's on, like you know, Encore or Stars or whatever, I, and it's on, I just have to just put it on for at least whatever. But that's like, like just leave it on in the background. That's like driving down the freeway and you see this like horrible wreck, you know, like people dead and arms and limbs look. everywhere, and you just gotta fucking look. It's, you got. There's really look. nothing. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing really redeeming about this movie, other than the fact that <laughs> if they had just, if they had just not tried to take it seriously, I know that they're in like this campy, ridiculous world like the Batman 66 version, it might have worked out better. But the reason I think it doesn't work is, like, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is really trying to be badass saying those lines. I know. As Mr. Freeze. I mean, there's nothing that he says that isn't a pun. His entire dialogue in that entire movie is just one giant pun. 
It's horrible. He got uh, – I, I read somewhere he got like – he was the highest paid. He got like $35 million, some ridiculous amount of money, and he was only on screen very little. Um, but he got he got a ton of money for that role. And he didn't even get like, – Just imagine if it was like real though. Imagine if actually they had Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Mr. Freeze in Christopher Nolan's version. Yeah, it wouldn't have been like that. It wouldn't – I mean Gotham tried no, to no, do it, it too recently. It would have been pretty awesome though. It, probably. Well, I mean, like you, you got the animated series has like the best version of Freeze, but you know he's got the he's got the accent Schwarzenegger does. And imagine if he just tried to play it sw- straight with with Nolan as his director, that would have been pretty badass. Yeah, I, I suppose so, but I don't know about I. I don't even know. Like after watching the animated series, I don't even know if Schwarzenegger would have been I, my first pick. Like he needs to be somebody like because the animated series guy was really menacing and creepy. You know, and then yeah. and he had the best, you know, some of the best lines. Like they would say, like, you know, free. You know, the cops said freeze, and he's like, "That's Mister Freeze to you." You know, something cool like that. And they didn't do that in the movie at all. They did really cheesy, over the top, stupid puns. Um, I mean, there yeah. was a Bat Mastercard in this movie, <laughs> or American Express. Sorry, American Express. American Express. Uh, it was bat signal on it, and it said Batman. And it's like, holy shit. You had you had. Like, who do you build that to? You had Doctor Ross as Batman too, like with the head bob and everything. Oh, I mean, essentially, right. it was it was George Clooney playing Doctor Ross playing Batman. You and, know, you were in trouble the first second you saw Batman, and he you know does the you know it's right from Batman Forever where he comes through the ceiling or whatever, and he, and he comes down and he lands on Freeze's like truck or whatever it is or something, and Clooney instead of like being menacing or you know, brooding or whatever. He's like, hey, Freeze, I'm Batman. <laughs> like, he's just like, like he's about to order like a sub sandwich or something. <laughs> like, it's like, hey, Bob, I'm Batman. Can I yeah, have not, ice cream? Not at all menacing whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight voice, no changing whatsoever. Like this this could not be further from the Christian Bale growl. <laughs> Clear as day. Hey, Freeze, I'm Batman. <laughs> no, you're not. You're George Clooney. <laughs> hey, Freeze, I'm Batman. You want to go hang out later? Yeah, let's go have like, a That's beer. how he says it. Just like he just says it like nonchalant. Like, hey, Freeze, I'm Batman. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> how are those jets doing? Um, yeah. So I have a... <laughs> I have the very first Jim Henson uh, Teenage Ninja Mutant Ninja Turtle. Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtle. How do you say it? Teenage you, Mutant Ninja Turtle. Stoned? Jesus. Oh, my God. I, I had a stroke. Read. <laughs> I had a stroke. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the first one. Um, it I was, don't consider that cheesy or like a guilty pleasure. Uh, I think that's the best one. Yeah, but I still think it's guilty pleasure. I mean, it it had the – what was that kid's name? I can't remember his name now. Ernie Rise Jr. Ernie no, Rise Jr. Was it that? He was in the second one. He was in the second Actually, one. Actually, Ernie right? Rise Jr. was in the first one. He he played Donatello's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. That's right. That's right. I, I then really they put him in front of the camera in the second one. I really liked the first one. And the second one, actually, now that I think about it, I, I liked him in it. I like him. Or I did back in the day. He didn't really kind of fell off yeah, the face like, of the earth. Yeah, I know. The first thing I remember him was on the Disney Channel. And it was this short-lived, t- like it was a made-for-TV movie um, called like The Last Electric Night. Oh, I remember and that. Then, and then it became a TV show, but it wasn't called The Last Electric Night anymore. It was called something else. Something else. Um, but yeah, yeah. But he, it was basically just a continuation of that of that made-for-TV movie. I remember. So I've that. known him since then. And then what's funny? What's really funny is that you bring up Bernie Rise Jr. because he's in a movie that is on my list. And it's the last dragon. Oh shit! I got yeah. I totally forgot about Bruce, that movie with Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy, yeah. So Ernie Rise Jr. is in that. His father's in that too. When he was younger, his father was in every single movie fighting. Oh with my him. god, that is so funny. So if you look, if you can, you, I, I've seen this movie so many times. But there's a part where that's towards the end of the movie where Ernie Rise Jr. is fighting like all these guys on like the disco dance floor, and there's that one. Uh, henchman that grabs him from behind and he basically has a whole fight scene with that one henchman. Yeah. That's his father. That's his father. Oh, okay. That stuff. I have to, oh, I have to and, dig that. I'm have to dig that up. Yeah. I actually have it on like Blu-ray. Um, I've got, I've got, <laughs> <laughs> you have that on blue. Nice. I have, um, I have Teen Wolf. <laughs> 
Oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Fox, when he was like in, a, in the heyday, you know, when he was like really popular, he was like Alex P. Keaton, and then he was in Back to the Future. And I think Teen Wolf came out after Back to the Future. Um, how I do thought you, it was before. Like, how do you follow Back to the Future, honestly? I, I don't even know how you. By turning into a teenage werewolf during yeah, a basketball I, game? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And then the best part is like nobody in the nobody in the theater like screams. No, nobody they're like just fucking everyone's gets just the quiet fuck out of there. Yeah, like, I've been like, like uh, and you, you know, guys you know, you're in a 1980s like all white movie when nobody gets out, runs out of the theater. Like, <laughs> like I'm Asian and I would have been fucking fuck this. I'm out of here. That dude just turned into a fucking werewolf. You know, Where, where'd you, like, if you were the captain of the other team, wouldn't you be like, uh, you guys need to forfeit? I, I don't, I knew nothing about this. They, they kind of just stand there in shock, and that's where the shock ends because once he starts dribbling the basketball and he scores, everything's fucking okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, <laughs> oh shit, that dude can play. Never mind. Yeah, it's all good. Everything's fucking completely okay that a werewolf just transformed on the basketball court and like <laughs> scored a basket. And everybody's like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> let's just keep playing. I guess that's normal. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Yeah, I guess it's okay. It's okay because you can dribble a basketball. We're safe. <laughs> like, yeah, nobody wanted to cover him. He would have scratched their face off. It was like, yeah, forget like, it. Well, I Let mean, him like score. halfway through, like, it would have been really funny. Is like everybody's like, you know, in the in the movie, everybody's cool with him, you know, just turning into a werewolf. And then, like, right before, like, the game ends, he rips, like, the referee's head Because <laughs> they, they do, it like, a bad call and it pisses him off. So he just, like, just yeah, goes on a rampage. Fucking, yeah, it just fucking starts killing people. They're like, <laughs> it's like double dribble. No, I didn't. <laughs> Cuts everybody up. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, I got uh, Mannequin. On here. Oh my God! With um, <laughs> with Andrew McCarthy, yeah, oh. and uh, Kim Cattrall. Oh, Kim Cattrall was really good looking back then. Yeah. She was still good looking in Six and Sex in the City, but yeah, that's the first time I ever saw her was in this movie, and this movie's so fucking dumb. It's so ridiculous, it's so fucking stupid. Dude, it had Gene Spader in it, who's like one of the coolest dudes ever, and he had like <laughs> his hair was slicked back, and he was he was like yeah, the asshole. Yeah. Yeah, the asshole boss. Yeah, the police, and then you had the police captain playing security guard from uh, Police Academy in here. Oh, right, right. And then you had um, uh, that gentleman. I can't remember his name, but he he was gay in that movie. He was really super. Funny. Oh, the he was yeah the the black dude. I forget. Yeah, his name I forget his name too. I think he passed away like within the last year or two. It's unfortunate, but like he was really funny in that movie. Oh my but, god! Yeah, the, the premise of this movie. If you haven't seen it, spoilers. Or I'll just give you the gist of this movie. <laughs> so the reason why it's called Mannequin is that Andrew McCarthy somehow falls in love with a mannequin that comes to life only at night. Right? And isn't did they say that she was Egyptian? I think she was Egyptian. Or, it was like that was her. I think she lived a oh former life or something like that. I know that now. Makes it, that makes it even worse. <laughs> Kim Cattrall could not be any fucking how, whiter. How can you explain this movie to somebody? Like, oh, he falls in love with the wooden <laughs> so, statue. Yeah, Kim Cattrall is an Egyptian. Right, <laughs> right from there, you already know this is not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Cattrall plays an Egyptian who ends up being a mannequin throughout history. <laughs> That's the premise of the movie. And An- Andrew McCarthy, <laughs> Andrew McCarthy falls in love with her. <laughs> this movie, like, this is like, this is like whitewashing before whitewashing became cool or something. I mean, but it's so it's fucking like, stupid. Like so somebody, stupid. some, some studio executive was like, heard, you know, heard the pitch that I just gave. Right. right? And said, yes, let's do, let's make this movie. <laughs> let's, do, let's do it. <laughs> let's do this. This sounds awesome. The most, the most unrealistic thing probably in this movie is that Kim Cattrall is Egyptian. That's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Not the fact that, not the fact that she's not the fact that she's a mannequin. The fact that she's right. a Egyptian you're is like, more, you're like, is more oh, unbelievable. Right? You're like, oh, I could forgive that, but she Egyptian? Yeah. No way. She's like, and a no, no girl. accent, no, no accent whatsoever. All right. So basically, <laughs> the people, the writer of like the writer or casting director of Mannequin, just like Jesus Christ, <laughs> Kim Cattrall, as an Egyptian. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> when Jesus Christ is from, you know, over there where they're all like nice and tan. He's yeah. white now, you know. <laughs> so that's Kim Cattrall right there. Oh my God, that is too funny. So you, you, so what you call it? Uh, Andrew McCarthy is in it. So I, I'll just do the next on my list. Oh, but weekend, I know what you weekend have. At, weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, right. the first weekend. Yeah. Of <laughs> a stupid fucking movie too. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid. Like, oh, let's um, let's kill the guy off, and then like let's spend the whole weekend at his place and pretend that he's alive, and like so we can live. Right. It's like, so how, ridiculous. How, how, could you? What was the casting like notes for Bernie? I don't, I don't <laughs> know. That guy had he had a I don't know. Was it an easy job for he him was or pretty, a rough job? He I was. Mean, a, I don't know. He was pretty popular in the 80s, and for him to play like a dead guy in the entire yeah. movie. <laughs> imagine like – I mean he has like a speaking role in the beginning. You imagine your agent calls you and says, look, I got this role for you, dude. It's it's like the role of a lifetime. You're going to be dead through the whole fucking movie. You're not going to have to say anything. Yeah. You're just going to be dead and you're waving gonna, at chicks. You're gonna, the whole movie is based around you, but you barely say anything for 99.9% of this movie. <laughs> so. you're, like, you're going to be the only dead guy – in a movie that is all about the dead guy. Didn't they like uh, it somehow he got attached to a, a boat and the boat the boat took off and he's just like oh, yeah. and the yeah, girls like, are like oh my yeah the girls are like oh my god Bernie what a badass cuz he's like just just hitting the waves and like just oh my god <laughs> it's so ridiculous that movie it's so ridiculous they that they had to it. make a sequel. How do you make a well, sequel? Well Mannequin to that? 2 had a sequel. Mannequin had a sequel too. But it, it happened to somebody different. No, the only how, person that was the same was the black dude. How many Egyptians are going to be fucking mannequins? I don't understand. The best part, the best part in the movie of mannequin, and I can't believe I remember this, but the the black guy in the movie, I forget his name. I wish I knew his name, but he was like, "Oh, I've seen this happen before. <laughs> I've seen this happen before." <laughs> the, the, the one, so I mean, it's ridiculous. rare, right? It's, it's really it's, rare. It's rare. It's really rare that a mannequin comes to life, right? <laughs> but this guy's fucking seen it twice. <laughs> Maybe it's two he's different got mannequins some, to two different guys. He's got like super. Get away from the mannequins, man! Like, yeah, stop working in a department store. Stop working in a department store. Um, I've got, uh, boy, a lot of these are eighties, by the way. I've got, <laughs> yeah. I've got lost boys. Got lost boys. Oh, that's, I don't consider that like a guilty pleasure though. I, I don't know. I Go back and watch that movie. movie. It's pretty cheesy, but I mean, I guess you might be right. Compared There's to, probably a majority compared to that mannequin like it. and weekend and Bernie's. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the Godfather, basically <laughs> compared to those movies. It's still another ridiculous premise, you know. These people they move to what the I Bay know, Area, like vampires. Yeah, I mean, they there's live some near, good vampire movies. What is it like Santa Cruz or something? They move to and there's like vampires everywhere, and and they're not even like I gotta say like uh, out of all the Corey brothers, that was probably the Corey, not Corey brothers, but the Corey, the two know, Corys, the two Corys, yeah. yeah, the two Corys, yeah, that was probably their best movie. I think so too. I mean. License to Drive was probably another guilty pleasure. I didn't. That would be a guilty pleasure. That one versus like Lost Boys. You might, you might be right, but they were. both. I mean, they drive, they drive with, they drive with what's her face in the trunk the whole fucking time, and she doesn't die. Heather Graham. Yeah, Heather Graham. Like she's in the trunk of that car when they go over the hill and crash into all that (laughs) shit, and she's still alive at the end of the movie. (laughs) She doesn't have a bruise on her. They trash that car. I mean, it's a beautiful BMW. They trash it at the end. The father's like, well, fuck. I mean, here you go. It was your present, you know, anyway. And he's like, oh, great. He's like, I don't need this. I got a Mercedes. And then, you know, because that was Heather's, Graham's yeah, her name. name. Pretty cheesy. But, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I almost forgot about that movie because it was kind of funny in the beginning when they were trying to get, he was trying to get his driver's license. And, like, it's, yeah, he, he's got terrible. it really tough. He's got a, his, his, like, test is so tough. And yet his sister's was, like, really super easy. You know, like, come on, let's, they're playing, like, you know, regular music and they're just kind of, like, tootling along. But Corey got, like, drive up that hill and do not, or don't spill that cup of coffee or whatever. Right. You know? So fucking crazy. But, uh, yeah, I suppose you're right. I guess we don't really need to talk about Lost Boys. That is a pretty badass movie. Um, kind of like, you know. I have um, I have American Ninja. 
<laughs> oh my god! Wait a minute, which one is that? Because was that the? He's just a white dude, right? The white dude ninja. Yeah, but there's a reason for it because he was like, uh, uh, he was his family was killed or something like that, and a ninja found him in like the woods. <laughs> and, like, basically, like, adopted him. <laughs> it's like this is like. Where in this Nebraska? is like the, this like, is like the what? this is like the ninja version of like of Tarzan. <laughs> what? what was this in China? Where was this? I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen the movie, but anytime what? that movie's on, I'm fucking watching. You've oh, never seen this movie before? No, I I had to have seen it, dude. But I saw so many ninja movies back then. I could, I and they all blend together. You know, they, this there's, is, there's well, tons American of Ninja ended up like with five movies. Because I remember, okay, so another guilty pleasure movie, but but when Jean Claude Van Damme played the twins, okay, so oh, I, re- right. but see, I remember they got separated, and uh, the the one guy, the white dude, you know, took the one kid and kind of nurtured him and taught him shit, and then the other guy ended right. up doing, you know, God knows, being a smuggler and all that shit. So this movie, so you're saying a ninja. Found this double kid. impact, right? Double impact, yes. Fuck yeah. That's another guilty pleasure movie. But um, anything Van Damme is a guilty pleasure. Um, Lionheart, and I gotta name a whole bunch of them. But uh, one of them's on my list. Oh, cool. Um, but real quick, so okay, so a ninja finds a kid in the woods after his parents are killed and raises him as his own and teaches him to do ninja shit. Yep, basically. So he can grow up and like avenge his family's death, essentially. Uh, I think so. I can't remember. It's been so long. Basically, I just remember this is just white guy, like white as day, because like <laughs> it's just funny. It's just so stupid. <laughs> this guy probably like, never picked up like a sword man- in his life. Mannequin is more plausible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that guy probably would have died. <laughs> fight he's in and ninja started the head he's dead it's like it's over yeah uh, so like out of out of like your teenage mutant ninja turtles and like my batman and robin and mannequin <laughs> and american ninja still the most unbelievable thing is control <laughs> being egyptian <laughs> um uh, so what else, i have what else you got i have the burbs with uh Tom oh. I was so disappointed in that movie. Me too. Like it never became a cult classic for me. Like I was really hyped for that movie. It, you know, it had it had Hanks in it and Princess <laughs> Le- and uh, Carrie Fisher in it. Corey Feldman and like uh, Bruce, uh, forget what his name is. Uh, they well, here's the deal though. Like when I first went and saw that movie, I was I was really disappointed because I Tom Hanks at that point for me was like really starting his his uh, he was on the rise. He was like, he did big and, you know, so like he was on the rise and he did that movie. And I was like, ah, this is like such a departure. But at the very end, he does like a total Tom Hanks thing. You know, he screams and jumps into the ambulance. He's all, take me to the hospital. So it was like totally Tom Hanks. But that movie's grown on me over the years. Like I've seen it a few times since and I actually like it now (laughs) because there's certain lines in there that are so funny to me. That my brother and I and my mom, like, we always quote that movie quite a bit. Um, especially, like, Rick Dukeman, who barely, I mean, he was a comedian back then. And he barely yeah, yeah. he barely did any movie roles. But he, there's a part in it where, like, Tom Hanks is, like, sitting there with his fingers in his ears. Because Rick is trying to get him to, like, go to the neighbor's house and, and all that stuff. And he's, they've already done that and they failed. And, like, he's sitting there and he's, like, chanting to himself. He's like, la, 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 la. And so he's like, see? See, Ray, you're chanting. He's like, I'm going to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. <laughs> so like, I've said that so many times. But um, yeah, Burbs, Burbs, totally guilty pleasure with me uh, for me. Um, um, I have uh, I have Roadhouse. Yes, that's the ultimate. Okay, so when anyone says guilty <laughs> pleasure movie, that is the first fucking movie that pops in my head because it's so uh, it's, damn it's, cheesy. It's Patrick. It's Patrick Swayze at his at his cheesiest. At his peak, bitch. I mean. <laughs> I, he still I, had he still had the he still had the hair though the mullet yeah the big the big hair the, the poofy hair yeah he was basically if you dirty, watch it again dancing all over the place if, 
Yeah, kind of. If you if you watch it again, just look at his hair. You don't think it's real. Like he probably has more hairspray than the chicks in this movie do. Like it's at like- one point in time, <laughs> at one point in time, at one point in time, whoever the the woman that he sleeps with in that movie, yeah, I'm I'm looking I'm looking I, I saw it like this movie like maybe two years ago, again, <clears throat> and I remember looking the one scene where they're sitting side by side in the diner and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, wow, Patrick Swayze has way better hair than this chick. <laughs> <laughs> He does. He, he, it looks like he could go over and just rip it off his head. It looks like Donald Trump. Yeah, it looks. It, it doesn't really look looks, real. It doesn't look real. It's a character. No, all in its but own. like I, I just remember saying, like, just caught in the moment of just staring at the hairs, thinking that he, <laughs> his hair is much prettier than hers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That movie is like it's 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 the ultimate cheese fest. I mean, you got a you got a bouncer who gets hired to go to this like podunk bar that's like a piece of shit, but the guy's got a lot yeah. of money. He's like, I'll pay <laughs> you to clean this bar up for me, and he like agrees. And he goes there and like he he's just smug. He just sits there and like watches everything and like you know um, he's smug because he's just like he's good. He's that good. Like nobody can fuck with him. He'll just he'll beat yeah. your ass. And so and he just like he's just bring it on, dude. So it you know and then they tried to put that whole like well he's like a philosopher kind of thing and you know and he's he's like right, right. he's like naked in the field doing you know he's like almost like he's almost like the yeah, he tra- he's almost like the, the like the monk bouncer <laughs> <laughs> with the poofy fed hair. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the with the gorgeous mane of hair. Uh, you know, <laughs> again, mannequins not looking that like unplausible anymore. I, I know. Mean, um, uh, uh, yeah, your turn. Uh, let's see. Um, Okay, so back in the '80s, they did a bunch of movies, the Cannonball Run movies. But I like the one. Oh, good ones! I like the one that had Jackie Chan in it. That was my favorite one. That's the second one. I think that was the second, second one. one. Okay, yeah, totally my favorite. I think it had Joe Theismann in it too. It had fucking Joe Theismann in it. The, the uh, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, it had um, all sorts of people in it. But I just remember Jackie Chan made me laugh because he did his really cool style of kung fu. You know, his martial yeah, right. arts and stuff. And he, like, does that – he does that, like, split kick, right? And then he lands and he's like, ha And then he looks down and he realizes he split his pants and he's like – Yeah, know. and then you realize, like, when you actually watch a Jackie Chan movie, shit like that would happen in his movies. Yes, like, all the time. you could tell that they, he choreographed that entire scene too. And that was, like – that's funny because he thought that was going to get him into cinema. I know. In America, and it, it never did. No, it um, took another – like, it took another 20 years decade. until, you know yeah. – well, that's because that movie was so terrible. It wasn't as good as the first one, but I still like the second one better. I think yeah. it's for the same reason you did, because Jackie Chan was actually in it. Like, there was nothing really great about that movie. No. Um, Dom DeLuise was okay in it, but, like, Jackie, when he was, when Jackie Chan was on the screen, he kind of stole the movie. He kind of did. And I, <clears> I, dug, I dug it for that reason. I have, um, now, I don't know. Like, I had a hard time whether deciphering this was a, a, a guilty pleasure or not because if you look at the the ratings for this movie it's not good and it's considered like a really let downfall after his first movie but i have mall rats as a guilty pleasure that's that's I don't, I don't that's think it's a, a shitty one. movie no i don't think it's a shitty movie but it's also like it is one of those movies though when you're like hey i really like that movie some people look at me like why you know clerks is a little different dogma chasing amy i think was his height was his career high um but yeah see like but mall rats and jay and something bob strike back are definitely guilty pleasure movies um i think so mall rats is better i think it is too like if i had to list if i had to list all of kevin smith's movies i think dogma would probably be my favorite followed by um uh, clerks and then chasing amy and mall rats would be like tied okay um, I just love Dogma. I just to me that was his height of satire and 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 you know shit that was in your face or whatever at that time. Um, there was nobody really like that. No, I thought that <laughs> movie had a lot better writing in it than I think all of his stuff combined. But I thought Chasing Amy, Mallrats was just funny to me because it was just like 
my friends were like me and my friends were like that going to the mall and and talking about like that kind of stuff you know like stupid shit yeah that it was all geek and you know nerd stuff or whatever you finally kind of got represented you know like when you watch clerks and mall rats you're like oh my god that that's that's me and my friends you know and they kind of did right. that again you know Judd Apatow kind of did that again you know earlier this decade or whatever but um yeah i think i think he was kind of the first one to do that uh, kind of represent the you know everyday person um and and i didn't mind like the one camera sh- you know the the camera shots and stuff that he did i mean he's not very technical it was all about the dialogue you know and yeah um no, I really do. I, I dig his movies, but no, I, Mallrats is a total guilty pleasure movie. There's not a lot of people that just like run around going like, "Oh, Mallrats," you know. Like, I I had the, all the I had all the Kevin Smith movies, and I and I've he, never I've never heard of anybody who didn't like Mallrats. So that's that's why I had a problem with with putting it on my list because there's not one person that I've ever met that says they don't like Mallrats. I don't know. I I have, I have a little bit different. I. I I, I knew quite a bit of people that looked at my DVD collection and they're like, why do you have all this Kevin Smith stuff? They, they didn't like his movies, but I, I love his movies. I, I don't, I mean, even the new stuff is really quirky and weird. Like he's doing all this experimental stuff. I don't mind it. Like I understand like what he's doing. Um, but you know, recently I was reading that, uh, uh, he's rebooting, um, Jane Silent Bob. It's called Jane Silent Bob reboot or something like that. So which they're going to could do. Yeah, I mean he's just going back to what he used to do, but they they couldn't get Clark's 3 or Mallrats off the Mallrats 2 off the ground, so he just started writing this thing and I guess that's his next movie. I heard it was like one of two things. It was uh, he was stating that one of the four actors wouldn't do it, which I think it oh, was Oh, bailed uh, out. Bailed out. Yeah, You're bailed talking out Clark's, or whatever. Clerks 3, right? Clerks 3, one of the I I think I if I had to guess it's probably uh Jeff Anderson, the guy who played um that's what I read, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Well, it it stems back to the last clerks. They they still haven't gotten paid for it. The actors. What? Yeah, they still. Really? If you, yeah, if you listen to like an older podcast, he was talking about how they still like <laughs> have not gotten paid for that movie, and that's why uh, that actor in particular was like, I don't. I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to do anything until this is taken care of or whatever. That's my understanding. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And then. How the fuck do they still not get paid for it? I don't know. You know Rosario I, got I have, paid. I have no idea. It's all legality. You know, Rosario, you know Rosario got paid, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's fucking letting that slide. Yeah, for sure. Wow. But yeah, you got to go back and um, listen to that podcast or, or or Google it. But anyway, but he's doing John Salabaugh reboot, so I'm kind of I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that could be the next next year's guilty pleasure movie. I watched I watched Jane Simon Bob Strike Back like last week. I did actually, mm-hmm. and I, I that was probably the best viewing I've had of it. it really? I just took it for what it was. Were yeah, like I just took it for. Were you high? <laughs> Well, I was, but the <laughs> because his movies like, are I, best. I still remembered it. His movies are best viewed that way. By the way, like if you go back and watch his movies, I don't think Dogma is. Clerks, maybe. Chasing Amy, definitely no. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe half of them. I don't know. Like I, I watched uh, I watched his late. You know, I watched Tusk and I watched Yoga Hosers, and they're so out there. They're just like really, really out there. Um kind of like a throwback to some of those like weird horror movies and stuff. Um, I don't think I have any horror movies on here. I do have Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Um, yeah, that's, that's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I, um, I watched it. It just popped on TV. I don't know, not long ago. And I just, I sat and watched the whole thing. And I remember my wife's going like, why are you watching this shit? I'm like, I don't know, man. I just, I haven't seen this in a long time and, and seeing it now, it is super cheesy. I mean, I remember when it came out 30 years ago, I loved it. I was like, this is so cool. So crates. You know, I love this. (laughs) Um, George Carlin is so stupid. It is. is so fucking stupid. It really is stupid. (laughs) It really, it really is stupid, and they're they're trying to get another one off the ground. I mean, I saw the sequel, and it was not very. Keanu, Keanu said, "I never saw the sequel." Um, it's Keanu terrible. said that it's actually happening. 
That would be interesting. It might actually happen. I don't know. Like after watching, you know, the, his last few movies, I don't know why you would want to go back and do that. But I, at this point, I don't, maybe just to revisit that character. I mean, that character was pretty fun. Yeah. I'm surprised that John Wick, like they got a second movie done because he just does not do sequels like that. He didn't want to do speed Two. And the only reason he said he did the Matrix one was, you know, because of the, the Wachowski brothers. And I was like, yeah, it's because you got paid a shit. Well, for I, I think I think the same reason for John Wick, because when you when people go and see the sequel, it's very rare that a sequel is better uh, than the first movie. And they set it up. Uh, the the world that they set up in the second one is it. it there's so many possibilities now. I don't want so, to hear a thing. Shut yeah, up. That, that's it. That. That's it. But uh, but I understand why he did it. Um, but I just don't know why you'd want to do Bill and Ted after all this time because like they've been trying to do that. For I don't the mind. Last I wouldn't mind years. because it would it would definitely be in the future then, right? Like where they have actually saved the world. Maybe yeah. Or brought I peace suppose. In the world. So I would like to see them doing it. I wouldn't mind him doing it again. It's sad it's George, because it's been so long. No George Carlin. It's sad. Oh, that's right. Fuck. Yeah. Damn, that right. sucks. Uh, I have the last action hero. Oh man, talk what about yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time. So this movie, <laughs> on face value, is when it came out. When it came out, it should have been the perfect satire. It should have been like a hundred percent one of the best satirical movies made ever on action movies, and it just did not live up to that. No. The premise is basically what happens if you pull an action hero out of out of a movie or into the and you go into the movie that you have to live how ridiculous like things are where the main person, the main hero always knows where the bad guys are or <laughs> barely gets a flesh wound when they're shot straight in the chest, you know, like you know, and then they bring them to the real world where one bullet doesn't blow up a taxi. Like shit like that, like <laughs> stuff that happens in movies like that all the time in the eighties and the early nineties. And it just didn't it just didn't work out great. <clears throat> but the the idea of the movie is awesome. The idea is great. I just it was poor execution, but also I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger was right for that role. I, I there was a lot of jokes that he ruined because I couldn't understand what he was talking about. <laughs> It, you know, I, I and I. That's unfortunate to say. You know, I hate to say that, but there was a lot of times where he messed the the pun up or the joke, and because I, I couldn't understand what he was saying. Um, and but you know, if you had Mel Gibson or you had Bruce Willis or you had even Sylvester Stallone, maybe um, I think it would have been different. I don't know. Well, Stallone but, was in it, kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was kind of in it. He played. He was the Terminator in Terminator Two. That's right. That's right. Um, but I don't know, like you said, like on paper, that sounded like that should have been a home run. It was like, you know, Hey, we've, we've done all these action movies. Now let's make fun of them. Like everything, like we talked about it before he fell in the, the tar pit and he gets but out and it but does in, a in, nap yeah, and exactly. he wipes yeah, it all yeah. off. Yeah. But in an interesting way, like not like a naked gun where every, the jokes are coming to mile. Yes. Minute, a lot of them are cheap jokes. I mean like an actual satire and the, the premise of it was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't think working it as a kid probably would have been great. It, like if they, this actually could be a good idea for a remake um, because the, the idea is good. It's just the execution sucked. If, if you, instead of a kid doing it, you have like maybe like a lonely, like, you know, 28 year old. Yeah. It should have been a PG 13 or even a rated R movie. It should have, yeah, it should exactly. have been. I think if they would have went the, the, the way of like how Deadpool did its thing, I think that would have been fucking awesome. Like just a hard R you know, buddy, buddy cop, lethal weapon type movie. Well, because all the movies that it was trying to satire are rated R. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's Even very the, true. I mean, all of Schwarzenegger's movies, you know, all of his action movies are rated R. And so were Gibson's and so were, you know, um, Bruce Willis's. They're all rated R. You're right. So like, and then they go out and make a PG-13 movie. I think the only movies that weren't R were like Kindergarten Cop and Twins and like his comedies and stuff. Junior. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you yeah. know, it, you you either you're gonna poke fun at the rated R action com- action drama, you know, movies or action, action, yeah. And then you go and make a PG-13 movie about it, like with, it, it with a kid. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. So, 
No. And then they added like like that cartoon the cartoon cat with Danny DeVito's voice in it. I was like, oh my God. That was well, so yeah, st- I mean they really went for it. They, yeah, <laughs> they really went yep. for it. <laughs> we got it we gotta go for it. was like more. future Yeah, there was like future cops. <laughs> I love uh, that um too. the Simpson par- the Simpsons parodied that. Remember? Like they were sitting in theater yeah. watching and Mc, you know, he's like Magic ticket, my ass, McBain, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> McBain, McBain, yeah, I love McBain. Oh, um, so I've talked about this movie before numerous times, but uh, I got to put Beastmaster on there. Um, okay, <laughs> it's one of the fucking che- again. Like you look at the premise of these movies; these people are writing these movies, and the other people in this, you know, going like, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We got to do that." Um, but th- I don't know. Like this movie, it still fucking holds up. That's the, what's weird. Like I, 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 like it's over thirty years old, and I watched it again not long ago, and I was sitting there going, like, I fucking love this movie. It's so ridiculous. But I just like the idea of, you know, again, that dude and being able to talk to animals. Yeah, I like that. I like to be able to talk to animals and be able to like see through. Like Game of Thrones totally stole. You know, he's able to see through the animals' eyes and shit like that. You know, um, I don't remember seeing anything like that before then. So it was, it was really, you know, in the ferrets, we talked about the ferrets and all that shit. Um, but, uh, it's, it's such a cheesy movie, but I, I just love it. I still love that movie. Um, um what else you got? That's, that's kind of before <sighs> that's, <laughs> I wonder if that had like any, um, what's it called? Any influence on uh, movies from like uh, what's his name, uh, Roy Schneider? What was that movie that he had? Where he could talk to pets. He gets off the pets, or he became a pet. He became oh, like, no, a, sh- became like a shaggy animals, dog or something like, like that. Wow, what the fuck was the name of his movie? Oh, 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 oh! You're it's... talking about Rob Rob Schneider. You're talking about. Oh, you're talking about, I thought, did you say Roy <laughs> Schneider? It's like, yeah, you're yeah. talking about Jaws? He became the, no, Jaws? No, talking about the animal. No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> the animal. <laughs> Rob Schneider, yeah, is the animal. Yeah, it was called the animal where he like had, uh, I think he got in a massive accident and then the guy, like this doctor put him together with animal parts or some shit. And then, and then he ran out of there and then he started exhibiting all the, the animal attributes and stuff. Um, which is so fucking ridiculous. Mannequin, <laughs> mannequins looking more and more like an Oscar winner in movie <laughs> compared to some of these other. Um, right. Yeah, that was a ridiculous I, uh, I have. I said I was going to end on that on the last action here, but I have another one. If you have, yeah, you want to do one more? Yeah, go ahead. I've got a ton on here. I'm gonna. <clears> I'm gonna just bl- let let. I'm gonna blow your one. mind. I'm gonna blow your mind with my last one. Oh, you're going to – okay, so really quick then. Let's just – really quick if you're going to go last. Uh, Starship Troopers is on here. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, that total, um, that's totally – stupid name, first of all. The, the name alone. Just the, like, I remember seeing the trailer in the theater. Back then you had to watch trailers in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, holy fuck, what a stupid name. Like you wouldn't even name a video game this name. No. Like if, <laughs> you wouldn't name a kid's cartoon Starship Troopers. Um <laughs> <laughs> so fucking dumb. And it had no I, no but, there was a it. cast of nobodies. There was a cast of nobodies in that movie. Well, it had Neil Patrick Harris in he it. He was the only um, one that that I knew. I mean, you had Casper Van Dien, who the fuck was that guy? And then you had uh, uh I can't remember the girl's Denise name. Richards. Denise Richards was in it, one of her first roles. I think that was like after Wild Things or something like that. Powers um, Booth was in this movie too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I yeah. Is it him? Is that Powers I, Booth? I think so. I think so. No. Or no, or, no, it's the bad guy. Oh, oh, it's it's the bad guy from uh, Total Total Recall. It's real Total Recall. Yeah, and the reason why that connects is because the director directed Paul Verhoeven Total Recall and yeah. and directed this one too. That so that guy that guy's directed connection. so many different genres. He did, directed Showgirls, which I yeah. guess I mean that would be the ultimate guilty pleasure movie. But I don't like that movie, so I don't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. So I don't feel the least bit guilty about it. I'd rather watch Mannequin all day <laughs> <laughs> and Mannequin Two twice as much. Yeah. Um, what was the tagline for Mannequin Two? There was a tagline, I think, for Mannequin Two. Are you shitting me? What What would the tagline tag be? Uh, like, 
like uh, coming to life again? Come, I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, mannequin two, ready? Mannequin two on the move. It's called on the move. Yeah, they don't. What move, does that though? even mean? They don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no moving. It's like an oxymoron of a of entitlement <laughs> <laughs> about snails. <clears throat> oh my god, that's funny. Oh, on the move. <laughs> What's your last one? Uh, Flash Gordon. Uh, good one. Good one. Um, this you had, trying to be. They were trying to be Star Wars. They were trying to be Star Wars, like, but you Star had. Wars. You had freaking Queen, dude. You had Queen do your soundtrack, you know, through the whole thing. <laughs> so, I mean. But now it's so iconic. It's totally iconic. I mean, I, I remember I remember, I, I was walking around Walmart one day, and they had the, you know, the cheap $5 bin, you know, full of DVDs. And I saw it there, and I was like, oh, fuck, I got to get this movie. I, I hadn't seen it in like 25 years. So I grabbed it, brought it home or whatever. Not even like a few months later. Like a friend of mine saw it in my collection and said, holy shit, you got Flash Gordon. Like, I've been looking all over for that movie. I'm like, I was at Walmart for five bucks. And he's like, no, you don't understand. He's like, go online and type in Flash Gordon. So I go type it in, right? They're going for 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks for the movie because they just, for whatever reason, they just kind of did a limited run and then didn't, and then, I don't know, they didn't do it anymore. I think now you can get it cheap. But for the longest time, I was like, shit, I think I should sell my DVD and make some money. But um, that movie back in the day was was I mean for me it was really iconic. I think I saw it when I was like eight or nine years old, and I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. You had you know he went to you had a football player going to go to a totally different world, and he like you know uses football skills to you know beat the bad guys and all that shit. And you had Ming, <laughs> you had Ming who was a total yeah. quintessential you know Asian dude with a big Fu Manchu. You I don't know, think he was Asian though. No, he was. I don't think the actor was, uh, but he looked yeah, exactly. like Ming. And then, yeah. um, oh my God! I mean, then you had Brian Blessed, who played ended up playing Boss Nass in episode one. But you had him as the eagle guy, like the guy that just would fly. You know, he had the big wings and shit, and he had an army of eagle men or whatever. Um, James Bond was in that movie. Timothy Dalton, wasn't he? Was Timothy? Uh, he might have been. I don't remember. Shit. I think it, Timothy Dalton was in there. I mean, it's it's been like, I think, eight or nine years since I saw it the last time. But, um, yeah, that movie, um, I mean, it, it, the very end of it, especially when they're, like, going in to, like, you know, go capture the, or save the girl and get Ming and all that stuff. And oh, my God. Do you know who Ming flesh. was? I just looked it up. Who Ming was? Who is he? My, uh, Max Van Sadow. Are you kidding me? The guy from Force Awakens? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That is you got the whitest guy in the universe to play an Asian bad guy. That doesn't yeah. make it, Oh my god. When well, he's it, not as white as Guy Pierce. When will it end? <laughs> when will it end? <laughs> Or, um, was it you that showed me that uh, Joseph Joseph Fiennes was like Michael Jackson in that documentary thing or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I, I think they ended up cutting. I think they ended up cutting that out not or something like it, that, or not airing it. Yeah, no. Timothy Dalton was in this movie. Okay. Oh, he must. Have I love. I love this because I love this. But yeah, he was a prince. I love this because they brought it back in Ted, the the movie Ted. Yes. Oh well, yes. Oh my god! With this movie. Yes, and they played they played Queen. You know when you saw him, and like it, it would like the the wind would blow in his hair and shit because he still had the same hair. Um, <laughs> that's so ridiculous. That was so ridiculous. Um, god, these these I'm looking at all these movies on my list, and I'm and I, I've got a ton more, but I won't go into them. Maybe next time. But like I'm looking at all these movies that you list, and I list, and I'm like, oh my god, like. I haven't seen half these movies in a really long time, and now I'm kind of dying to see them. <laughs> well, some of these don't get to play on TV anymore. Some of them, anyway. Right. Like, like Batman and Robin usually is on is on TV a lot. American Ninja sometimes too. Um, Mallrats maybe, and Last Action Hero definitely, and so is Starship Troopers. Um, most of these don't play anymore, like Mannequin and um, you know Roadhouse aren't really on TV anymore. 
No, no. And when have you? When was the last time you saw Flash Gordon on TV? I mean, it's it's oh, been forever. I yeah, I, I but just, these are the type of movies where like they're not really good, but if they're on TV, I'm going to watch them. Absolutely. Or in some cases, I might actually own them. <laughs> I don't. I don't own Mannequin though. <laughs> That's good. Cause I might after. To, I might after tonight. I might after tonight. I might have to buy it. Especially you go online and it's like, oh, three bucks on Amazon. That's not bad. <laughs> I just bought John Wick for four dollars. I thought, shit, that was a great deal. No, it was three dollars. Three dollars on Amazon. So I was like, that's a really good deal. Um, yeah, these are these are just really cheesy ass movies, but you know, whatever. They, they they're they're iconic in their own way and super silly. I mean, I can't imagine you know being in the writers' room and half these things going like they thought that this was a good idea, but. For whatever reason, man, they <laughs> well, they, they were they, they were speaking a, to us. Those writers knew who they were talking to, talking about. They're like they in thirty in thirty years, these two dumb motherfuckers are going to be talking about these movies. So, yeah, they they they're going to they're going to make Mannequin side. Two on the move popular uh, again. <laughs> yeah, because no, I don't remember the tagline. I just remember there being one, and now everybody who's listening to this knows the tagline again. That's right. <laughs> Mannequin 2. Oh, my God. That's too On funny. the move. On the move. And right now we are on the move. Well, that was uh, episode 68 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later.